Welcome to Probably Science, your week in half-assed science news. I'm Andy Wood. I'm here with Jesse Case. Hey, buddy. Matt Kirshen is here. Hello. We don't often like remind listeners what this show is up top in case we have new listeners, right? That's so, true. Sure, sure. Do we know what like, the show really is? I don't really know if we know what it is. I was listening to Star Talk today in the car, and I was realizing how totally underinformed we are. Like Bill Nye was guest hosting it, and uh, he was li- answering listener email, and maybe he'd prepared the answers ahead of time, but it felt like he just knew all these things. Yeah, but that's because like, Bill Nye and... Uh, he and I have the same degree from the same college. Like, he doesn't have... I don't think he has a graduate degree or anything. He's just a smart guy who, like, stays But Neil informed. deGrasse Tyson is the normal host of Sato, right? Right, but I'm saying Bill Nye chooses to be more informed than we are. Like, but we're it's pretty... also their full-time jobs. It's like It's like, hey, you're yeah. hosting Star Talk this week instead of, uh, you're going to do all this other stuff, and then here's a slice of an hour... Yeah, did you see the the sket? Uh, sorry, the uh, uh, debate between him and the creationist guy. Yeah, it was great. It was a great debate. But um, Bill Knight, wonderful uh, educator and contributor of scientific knowledge. Sure. Terrible joker, like terrible. Which is interesting humorist. because early on he was part of a sketch group in Seattle called Almost Live. Yeah. Do we know if show. they were any good though? They were great. Oh, really? He had a recurring character called the Speedwalker. It was hilarious. Uh, All right. Well, yeah. he's yeah. no he's no good at stand up. Yeah. No. Okay. Jack Nicholson's the only Joker I'll recognize. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I realize we're not the smartest people. But maybe what we bring to this is uh, an open mindedness, a curiosity, a willingness sure. to be wrong. Maybe to sure. to let people inform us. Don't like that you're staring at me through this. <laughs> um, don't Better appreciate street it. dance skills. Oh, definitely. <laughs> street yeah, dance we could skills. take Bill or. Neil. Yeah. I uh, probably science dance crew needs to happen. <laughs> I just we're, we're going to settle this in the streets. We have to settle this in the streets. Yeah. Settle this on the cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen a good I haven't seen a good breakdance circle in a long time. Neither have I. I didn't even I would have thought Burning Man would be a place for that, but I didn't see any any breakdance. Very sand. little very little non like rave dancing at all. Hard to breakdance it in the desert. I did see some like devil stick variants, some versions of devil sticking that I hadn't seen before, like various Mef- things. You Mephisto could spin. sticking, of course. <laughs> sure, your yeah. Mephisto, your Beelzebub, your Beelzebub <laughs> sticking. Sticks, your your uh, uh, morning star sticks. Your, uh, your uh, El Diablo sticks. Sure, uh, sure. Your uh, fallen angel sticks. Sure. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Tyrael, your archangel Tyrael <laughs> uh, sticks. Uh, 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 <laughs> oh come on, come on! I got something else. Uh, Satan sticks. We haven't even said that, have we? No, no. no Satan sticks. Yeah. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. We should bring in our bring guest. I think we have a guest. Do it. We've got a returning guest. Yay. <laughs> a very popular returning guest. Yeah, uh, yep. One of the faves. Star is rising. Scot- mm-hmm. Scotland's very own and now Conan's very own, Mr. Daniel Sloss. Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm very well. Uh, Did you move into Conan's house? Uh, well, not that he knows of, but I... I'm I imagine there. it's a big place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's summer there. Yeah. I managed to get away. I think for the first two weeks, I managed to get away with pretending to be one of his kids. Nice. And sure. then, you were a passable Conan kid, I think. Yeah. yeah depending on the mother. Then the, the accent, accent kind of yeah. gave him away. Yeah, totally gave him away. But I did. Why my do I have a like Scottish a, child? Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, my parents also say that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> sure, sure. They curse the, they curse the Lord every night. Yeah, the word Scottish isn't even necessary there, Mum. <laughs> 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 I get it. I ruined your lives. Yeah, definitely did. Well, no, it's kind of coming back now. They get now that I'm, uh, you know, at the house and sort of semi-famous in the UK. They get to come to, you know, like the abattoir bars at the fringe and stuff. They get all the VIP bars now. Yeah, your mum loves that stuff. Absolute slap for it. Absolute fucking slap for it. Just all. <laughs> yeah, just during the festival every night she was at the artist bar. Just because a lot of people know my mum just through. Like she's on Twitter, she's very present on that, and she was, you know, when I was younger, she'd drive me yeah, to tell the age. truth Wait. how they know your mom. <laughs> Just she's a, I, t- I yeah, did say yeah. she's a slut. That was yeah, the, yeah, how yeah, I yeah. opened up this conversation. <laughs> um, but yeah, she just loves the attention from, from comics, and all of them know her. 
I think she's introduced me to comics that I've never met before, <laughs> which is very surreal. Yeah, I'm and you can follow uh, Daniel's mum at Dr. Les. Yeah, it's weird that you know that off by heart. <laughs> I know that because I get tweets from at Dr. Les. Wow. And it took me a while to work out that that was, oh, that's your mum. That's why... My mummy. That's why there's a picture of you in the pic... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the same profile pic now, which is kind of weird. It's kind of like we're that couple. Matching pics. <laughs> Matching, Matching pics, sweaters yeah. next. Yeah. We, and then your sex life's going to drop right off. Yeah. But as long as, we don't do the fucking, as long as we don't do the Facebook shit of like sending each other loving messages on each other's wall via Facebook, I think that's the worst thing you can do as a oh, couple. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God, babe, can't wait to see you tonight. Just fucking text him. You're his, boyf- you're his girlfriend. I'm assuming you have his number. Right. Yeah. I'm assuming that's in your phone. Or Just you can text. send it as a private message as well. That's also something yeah. Facebook allows also you to do. Also a thing. Yeah. Also a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very active. 14.5 thousand tweets from your mother. Yeah. Oh, you checking my mom out? Yeah, it's yeah. Dr. Le- uh, D-R-L-E-S. Yeah. Dr. Les. Dr. Les. Short for Dr. Lesbian. Okay. Okay. Oh. Sure. She's a doctor of lesbian? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. she tries to cure them. Right. <laughs> cure them in the in the meat sense. <laughs> sure. <laughs> she salts lesbians. Yeah, salty lesbian. Yeah, that's Because the lesbians, they're not normally covered in salt as much as straight women are. Right. That's a semen joke. No, oh, absolutely. No, that was a solid that was a solid semen joke. You know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it was more of a liquid semen joke. <laughs> sure. sure. So. Oh, good call. Mine is yeah. plasma. Do you guys ever have that happen? Plasma? Yeah, yeah. Mine comes out as a different state of matter. I felt really insecure about my semen until I saw Ghostbusters. <laughs> and, uh, and then I was, I was like, oh, that exists. That's good. Technically, <laughs> semen would be a colloid. I mean, but yeah, but still, as a state of matter, it would still be what considered a, a liquid. What right? is that? Well, a colloid is... That's not a different two, state of matter. Well, it's two different states of matter, uh, immiscible states of matter that mixed was a together. Suspension. A suspension, I believe, is a type of colloid. Or am I talking about just guys? Four guys ta- sitting around the table. No, no, no. <laughs> well, so, what are the different states so, so, of matter? So, in this case, it would be. In this case, semen would be a solid. And a liquid. And yeah, immersed through a liquid. Okay. Wait, what's the liquid? Well, we have, what, the liquid what's would the be the seminal fluid. Seminal fluid and, the and the solid, solid would be is the, the microscopic retarded boys that are in my <laughs> testicles. That's the ones. What's okay. The, okay, so those are the solids. <laughs> I don't think they yeah. appreciate being well, called that. Semen. This is definitely liquid. Well, he's saying. No, it's for sure liquid. It's well, it flows like a liquid, but it has solids immersed through it. His feet like no. a duck, but it's furry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, ask any mom. It's a liquid. <laughs> ask, ask, ask Doctor Les. Doctor. Oh, please don't, please don't ask my mom that. <laughs> if you have, uh, I know at we have Dr. some material Les. scientists who listen to our show. If you have a good answer to us as to exactly what state of matter or combination of states of matter mm-hmm. semen is. Uh, please uh, write into us and remember to mark your envelope spunk. Yeah. <laughs> and either way, it's a gas for the kids. <laughs> uh, Do us a solid and write in about whether this is a... Uh, yeah. uh-huh. Woo! All right, then. Uh, <laughs> Where do we go from that? Guys, what else was covered with cum lately? Uh, <laughs> only is, one. is there a story? Is, that this, we have? is this like a jump in improv game? <laughs> no, no. This was. I was trying to do a strategic segu. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I was, are we gonna segu. thank our, Is this how we thank our donors? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh yeah. Normally it's, it's they donate good, money or other. Yeah, but this is a special episode where uh, to keep the show alive, if you could all just send in your semen samples. <laughs> No, it's, okay, it's, we have uh, stories, we have related stories, but we have to thank our donors we first. We do have to thank our donors. That donated money, not We We, we really appreciate when people do this. If you enjoy the show and you want to show your support, please donate. Please go to probablyscience.com and click on donate, and you can help us cover our costs, which admittedly are not that great, but you know, it's nice to have a little bit kicked back our way, so... Um, yeah, it's a couple, couple, couple grand a month of website fees, you know, <laughs> so we'd like to uh, try to recoup some of that. Yeah, uh, the limo that I got here, thank you very much for yeah, that. You that'll gotta, pay it for itself. 
Yeah, we, we take care of our guests. I think we should replace these servants with chairs because <laughs> no, I'm feeling uncomfortable about how we're doing this whole well, thing. Well, every time they breathe, it gives me a little lurch. And <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that. Right? Like if that. we had the money to have two of them so one of them could act as a back, but it's just like I basically have a, a person's stool. And that's oh, not. And that. guys, chimpanzees, awful at shaving testicles. <laughs> I almost yelped out loud earlier in the show just now. Wait, how much are those chimpanzees charging you? <laughs> well, I'm, I mean. Well, the I, trainers I are charging you. Oh, okay. You, you yeah. just rent the. You rent the monkey. Okay. You rent the chimp. No, I haven't yeah. even seen it. I took it out of our account. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Anyway. Well, anyhow, so Jonathan Hill from Montreal sent in some money. Thank you for doing that, Jonathan. And oh, Jonathan, I'm going to be at Ernie's uh, next month. Ernie's Comedy Nest thing. Come, so give come, me more money. No, no. Just come <laughs> see me. No, they, they won't give it to me. But um, come see me. Come see me. Yeah. And yeah, go see Jesse. That's great. And Paulo Saez Navarro, uh, he has a recurring monthly donation, which thank you, you can Paolo. set up through PayPal as well. If you'd like to do that, that's very nice of you, so Paulo. Thank you. Yeah, uh, it, re- it really does help us out, and we really appreciate it when you do throw some money our way to help us run the show. And um, and also, if you go to probablyscience.com, you can click on the Amazon link. If you're buying anything through Amazon, uh, you can click on that link, go through to the shop as normal, and we get a little commission from that. That really helps us out. Uh, if you're not able to donate, the other way you can really hugely help us is just spread the word about our show. I know a lot of you are good about doing that, but tweeting about our show, putting it on Facebook, or just telling people, if you find out a friend of yours likes podcasts and they don't know about us yet, uh, spread the word. It really helps us out. Uh, so thank you, everyone, for doing that. Yeah, yeah, we really appreciate the uh, word of mouth movement. We've we've started passing graffiti mm-hmm. while we drive, probably mm-hmm. science themed graffiti. Lots of that. Um, it's like a, Spen- a Spencer Ferry, Shepherd Ferry style. It is. No, we're getting there. we're getting out there. You know, is this a bit or is there genuine? I hope uh, not. Okay. <laughs> I, I was very confused. I didn't know how street your. We don't even have were. t-shirts. I don't think we have no, graffiti. We don't have t-shirts. t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, one of the t-shirts was meant to be the, the, everyone's fingers connect. I yeah, everyone's fingers the, connect. Yes. We still have to get we'll those shirts we, made. We'll do it someday. I forgot the well endowed Daniel Sloss. Jesus, terrifyingly well. Yeah, I'm propping up the table. Terrifyingly well endowed. It's kind of like if you know when like when I'm naked and I get an erection. You know when Sideshow Bob stands on a rake. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Wow. Is that what that black eye's from? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Rough morning. But no, 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 not from the edge of just telling people about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You are quite loud about it uh, out at bars. Yeah, and then they punch me in the fucking yeah. face. It's wow. We get it. We've heard the rake story before, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, rake story. <laughs> you said rake. I said rake. Right, good, yeah. fine. What did right. you... I, doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> no. Yes. Rake. All uh, right. Well, we have, we have a bunch of stories that people have sent in, which you can do by emailing probablyscience at gmail.com or tweeting at probablyscience. Um, Got to do many, it. Too many to even get to. It's, a, it's become a daunting thing, but it's great that our listeners are so engaged they want to send us these stories. But, you think the um, helicopter's coming through the mics? Nah. I don't think so. Nah. I, but I now listen- everyone knows. Well, yeah. I'd like people to know what we're living with here. <laughs> I listened to the three episodes you recorded without me when I was in the UK, and on more than one occasion, you mentioned a phone ringing or some other noise, and you're like, oh, that's my phone. And there were, none of that sound it. came through. Really? See, the thing about microphones, the cheaper you go, somehow the better they end up being for our purposes. I don't know how... I know. I don't know why some people want to pick capture all the noise. That seems <laughs> yeah. daunting. It seems terrible. <laughs> I only want what's like within 18 inches of this microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Should we do a historical murder story? I think we can't not do that, right? We can't it's a big, not. big day. It's, it's the big biggest day science story of everyone's. Yes. Uh, I'm going to not do the Daily Mail version, which a lot of people Aww. link to. No, because fuck that newspaper. Let's not okay. send them any more traffic. Uh, and also, because of the nature of the story, it sort of plays a little bit too uncomfortably into the Daily Mail's hands. Yeah. Sure, sure. If I did it, it's revealed that he yes. was Polish. Right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it really, like, that. that is the Daily Mail summed up. 
it's almost the perfect Daily Mail article, the fact that the most the, but, egregious the, crime of all times can be traced to a Polish immigrant. Yeah, yeah, they're just <laughs> like, this is amazing. Which, uh, I've already told you the punchline of this. You probably already saw this. It was linked through on everyone's Facebook walls today. But supposedly... And again, any of these stories, I'm going to wait for the debunking to come out. We'll probably be doing the debunk Right, right. The This is Bullshit story in next week's episode. But according to many, many newspapers, DNA found on a shawl um, found near one of the victims, Catherine Eddowes, reportedly contains a match to both her and one of the chief suspects of Jack the Ripper, uh, a oh. Mr. Aaron Kosminski who was a Polish hairdresser who moved to England with his family in 1881 and was committed to a mental asylum at the peak of the Ripper hysteria. Oh, uh, really? So th- mm. that's, why they, that's why he stopped. So I, I presume he was already on one of the lists of suspects, yeah. but not the more famous ones. So the breakthrough came when Dr. Jari uh, Luhelainen, an expert in historic DNA, was commissioned to study a shawl found with Eddowes, the second last confirmed victim of the Ripper more than 125 years ago. Now, when it says DNA found on the shawl, are we talking blood DNA or are we talking CSI DNA? We're talking uh, both. <laughs> I don't know. Let's find out. Um, bloody cum. No, bloody the shawl, cum. Yeah. it says, still retained historical stains and had been bought by his businessman at an auction. <laughs> historical, historical stains. stains. <laughs> uh, We've all seen those. Yes. That's, that's what my mum calls her children. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dr. Les. Hilarious. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, um... Uh, it's taken a great deal of hard work using cutting-edge scientific techniques which would not have been possible five years ago, Dr. Lou Hellion told a British newspaper, presumably the Daily Mail. Licking. A bit braggy at the time. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cutting-edge. We've licked the shawl. And it tastes, tastes Polish to me. T- <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely tastes Polish. <laughs> I positively reeks of foreign. Yeah. <laughs> We've brought in this huge whore. She yeah. will lick the shawl. <laughs> The shawl did not have a passport, therefore it was also an immigrant, so I'm not sad she's dead. <laughs> so, uh, that was, by the way, the voice of the Daily Mail, as, yeah. yes. as conveyed through our guests. So, according co-host. to this uh, article I'm looking at in the mirror, which I guess is also probably not the best, but um, I didn't realize Jack the Ripper might have only... It said he murdered at least five women. I guess I thought the number was crazy high. Is that Are they just being conservative? Well, no, he the- was still... For the amount of people in the world, on a percentage basis, he killed a lot of people killed, of the population. He killed most people. Most yeah, yeah. Like, this is, that was the, the closest to Victorian, the end of the world. The Victorian era, there were like seven people. Yeah. yeah. So all told, Edward. Yeah. yeah. There was like there was six Edwards and then Charles Dickens. Yeah. And then yeah. there were these five girls plus another girl who obviously helped repopulate. Yeah. And then it's weird they didn't just they were like oh it's the other guy that's who <laughs> Jack the one guy left. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. It's the only guy in the village. Well, you're playing guess who and like you've turned over all the faces except <laughs> right. for <laughs> right. And then you're still asking like does he have glasses? You know he doesn't have glasses. <laughs> you already know this. Um. Uh, I- I, I this isn't on topic exactly, but growing up, I never understood why um, uh, 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 Ritter Ritter what's his first name John 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 Ritter's character on Three's Company was named Jack Tripper. I was like, was that a is that a reference to Jack the Ripper? Oh, good call. Why it was just seemed like too too close to like Jack T Ripper almost. Sure, like and was, was it? it? I don't know. I, I haven't googled it. It's just like one of those things as a kid that I always didn't quite understand. The same way I used to confuse uh, Cecil B DeMille and CC Deville. There's a lot of things that would just confuse sure, as a I kid. Sure, I used to think prima donna meant before Madonna. 
like, yeah, yeah. Up until I was about 19. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, such a prima donna. You're like, oh, like the 80s. Yeah, <laughs> the two main eras. <laughs> yeah. All things in history and pop culture are divided to the prima donna and post madonna <laughs> eras. Yeah, you know what's an honest uh, thought yeah. I had the other day is, um, you know, sometimes someone will get so famous that you don't even remember how they got famous or like what they got famous for because at this point they're just like a, right. an icon. Right, right. I, something like that, that yeah. comes to mind. Um, I saw, I literally had this thought. I was driving down the street and I saw a billboard for a new Madonna album and I was a little pissed. I was like, oh, she's doing music now. <laughs> oh, Madonna's trying music now. Okay, fine, fine. And I completely, I just assumed she was just some royal person. <laughs> like, and, you know, she's so famous at this point. You don't, you, I barely remember like. Yeah. Now this perfume person is having a go at singing. Really I know, long. I know. Oh, Julia Roberts is going to be in a movie. Cute. That's cute. <laughs> I wonder how she got that role. Oh, God. Leave some for the rest of us. Come on, Julia. Um, so, so the this guy b- bought the shawl. Bought the shawl. Bought so, the shawl so, at an so, auction. So someone else, a businessman, bought the shawl, and then presumably the scientist approached the businessman and said, "I want to test your." No, stains. he approached them. He, oh, really? He approached because he bought so, it and enlisted the help of Jari Lulainen, an expert in molecular biology. Okay, he, he was an armchair. He saw the so the, he saw the Johnny Depp movie, the uh, in two thousand one. Is that from Hell? From Hell, based on the Alan Moore. Uh, Comic strip, comic, comic yes. um, book. Yeah. Is that worth watching? Yeah. Uh, it's okay. okay. A lot of Graphic opium. Novel. That's the um, phrase I was trying to think of. So he sees this. He sees this, and then he's like, "Oh, this is a huge case. I want to figure this out." Um, and he starts like going and figuring, going to Scotland Yard and reading all the documents and figuring out all this stuff. And he hire, uh, and then he buys the shawl, right? Right. But its authenticity hadn't been proven. So this all started as he just wanted to prove the shawl is authentic. As actually a shawl from the crime scene, he never thought it would lead to any IDing. Okay, so well, he hires this woman to check the check the blood. What they did is, um, oh yeah, is Jerry a male or female uh, scientist name? I don't know. Um, the, the article I read it kept saying she is the pronoun. Okay, oh there we go. But perhaps Perfect. thank you. Um, so once I, I had the profile, says says Doctor Luherian, uh, I could compare it to the female de- descendant of Kosminski's sister, who had given. As a sample of her DNA swabbed from inside her mouth, the first stop giggling. Uh, <laughs> the first strand of DNA showed a 99.2 percent match, as the anal- analysis instrument could not determine the sequence of the missing 0.8 percent fra- fragment of DNA. On testing the second strand, we achieved a perfect 100 percent match. Oh. Well, what what they did? This so is he going to be sentenced to death, Jack the Ripper? Or? Yeah, yeah. Well, the the the, the descendant is now. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's how they that's how on. they do it. Carries on. It says in this article, I'm on AdelaideNow.com.au, which presumably has exactly the same information as every other newspaper because they all just steal each other's stories now. Uh, Kosminski was born in Poland in 1865 before moving to Whitechapel uh, in East London in 1881. Got to got to avoid those pogroms, man. Uh, and the murders attributed to Jack the Ripper began in 1888 with up. Up to 11 deaths around the Whitechapel area linked to the killer. Francis Coles, believed to be Rip- the Ripper's last victim, died in February 1891, the same year Kosminski was forcibly put in Colney Hatch Lunatic Asylum. Mm. He remained in mental health facilities until his death in 1919, age 53. He died of gangrene, which is weird. Oh, really? Kosminski did? Yeah. 
He died of gangrene in an asylum. Here's here's the why. Weird... Why was he committed to an asylum? Did they say? Because he because he, he was a, a I don't know he was Polish. Okay. Um, he was, he was a Victorian he was a, era. He, 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 he was speaking, and they thought he was speaking in tongues. <laughs> he was too different. Like he kept speaking actual proper. <laughs> he was calmly saying in Polish, "I'm fine, please stop." So and they were like, "Ah, he's talking gibberish." So <laughs> witches have got him. So he killed prostitutes, right? Okay. And this woman. So here's the, here's the weird thing, and this is why no one thought the shawl was authentic, is because he. The day before her murder, she had to pawn her shoes. She was super poor, thus couldn't afford a nice like silk shawl. Um, the shawl had this, these flowers on it, these special kind of flowers, which had a feast day in the Catholic Church. And he noticed, and no one else had thought of this before. This is the businessman who bought the shawl. He noticed that whether it was the Greek Orthodox feast day or the straight Catholic feast day, they had two different dates. Those two dates coincided with Jack the Ripper murders. So he's like, oh, this was like a calling card. Like, this is no. actually a thing he left. And he did. That's the deal. Because they found, they found semen on it. Uh, the semen was way too old. They couldn't get a DNA match on that. But within the dried seminal fluid, there were um, cells, like viscous cells. Um, like, there were cells from, like, external organ lining like, uh, that often finds its way in your seminal fluid. So like kidney, like dry. Wait, wait, it, it, it would have occurred in his own. Oh, so you're saying they couldn't have. He removed his... her kidneys. He t- he cut oh, okay, her kidney. Okay, okay. I thought you were saying right? it could have ended up in his actual system. Or no, you're saying after the fact this is mixed with no in murdery. The, the way they identified leftovers. his murder jizz. Yes. Is because he had there were there was murder jizz okay. on the shawl. The way they identified his murder jizz wasn't through the actual semen cells. Those were way too deteriorated. Wait, does he, does he... It was through other stuff in the semen that just gets in there. Did he wank on the thing prior and then leave it as the calling card? Well, she was a prostitute. Just... He might have banged her and then killed uh, okay, her. Okay. You know? Um, for some reason, like I, I, thought, I thought all these kind of fancy... <laughs> 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 I'm starting to think this guy can't come to the party. Yep. Yeah. I don't I don't know, my question this. is, now that they have Jack the Ripper DNA, is this now going to lead into a Jurassic Park-style oh. thing? Good call. Was there Jack a the Ripper that Island bit him or something that bring, we could find? Bring, bring Jack the Ripper Island. Just, yeah, and just loads of them going around. Oh. Yeah. And it'd be Feeding fun to goats. look at them in the park, but what happens when that electric fence goes down? Yeah, right? they're just going to get past and start murdering people. I'm calling that as a film. Yeah, Jack the Ripper's yeah, going to be a shit film. They never said whether he was a good barber. How much would you pay to get into a haunted house full of Jack the Rippers? <laughs> like, I'd pay more than a regular haunted house, I think. Yeah, well, I, well depends if whether he's been given real knives. Right. Like if he th- if yeah, but like what if Knott's Berry Farm? Like when it becomes not scary farm, which also sounds like it's not scary. Like maybe see it all out. But, <laughs> not uh, scary. Yeah. Farm. Uh, <laughs> they do that around Halloween. <laughs> yeah, it's not scary. That's Come so on, funny. Dog, guys. Middlingly frightening <laughs> yeah, right. farm. Uh, but when they do that scary stuff around Halloween, what if they could just have all Jack the Rippers and also like Snoopies and like Woodstocks, <laughs> right? But Jack the Rippers um, intermingled among them. An, an ex girlfriend of mine was terrified of haunted houses um, because she thought they would be. Legitimately good places for a real murderer oh, to right. hide. <laughs> what a clever place to hide! If you're actually going to murder someone. Well, I, sense that's, that's, just that's goes, no, it's part of the show. Well, no, yeah. I always thought that'd be a great idea for a haunted house. Is one where before you go in, they're like, no matter what happens, part of the show, don't sweat it. And then you're like, okay, cool, and you go in. Um, but then it like breaks character, like a like you know, you're walking through the haunted house and there's scary stuff and it's it's terrifying. But then like just the lights come on and like whatever monster is trying to scare you takes his mask off and like takes out his cell phone and you hear like a gunshot. <laughs> You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, like, and you're like, you have to like get out of the haunted house. Yeah. Like, um, and the problem is that that uh, the problem in America is that too many people are just actually armed 
and would right. still yeah, yeah, just yeah, shoot yeah, yeah. someone. Well, have you heard about those really high-end haunted houses that make oh, you yeah. sign tons of paperwork before you go yeah, in? Yeah, this would have to be a waiver I thing. I was going to yeah, do yeah. that last last Halloween. I, what is there one in New York? or where is the know, There's one in LA. There's one. I can't remember what it's called, but I remember why I didn't do it in the end. But it, it costs quite a lot of money, and you need to sign a waiver beforehand, and they really... Like, supposedly, they just do really horrendous shit to you. <laughs> like, you go in there... And you have to go like I agree that I I may see nudity I may be touched. Uh, oh, I know I may- there's like the sexy one where like you go through and like a ghost comes up and like kind of touches your balls for a second. Or something. <laughs> I'm serious. It's like a sexy haunted house church. That's in LA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a magical ghost. <laughs> Did you find this the same place you found your hairdresser? <laughs> no, no. So I always wanted to do that with, but with um, like I wanted to do a log flume type ride. Like I just think it'd be funny if, and you just see people coming out drenched, and it was like, oh, that light ride looks great. And then you go through, and they get in the log flume, and they go through one tunnel, and it's just seven guys with buckets of water. Going, <laughs> and then it just turns you around immediately. And off you go. Because right, you'd be, off now. Yeah, you'd yeah. be so pissed off, you wouldn't tell the people coming in. Get, because yeah. you'd be like, fuck it, if I go this way, everyone else is getting this yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Screw the rest of the world. It's a great idea. And they just take a photo right at no. the moment that the water hits you. Yeah, yeah. We just need, all we need is money to make a theme park again you can <laughs> donate at probablyscience.com you can click on the donate button we'll build this thing put in the subject line spunk yes <laughs> still fact, no matter how you contact us make sure the in subject in fact from now on just put the oh we forgot line. to mention our, our theme song that we heard up top yes didn't we I, people have also been sending in uh, new takes on our theme song and we really appreciate it we uh, do this one we gotta find that real quick in our documents where does your theme tune go because if I say it, I... it's more of a all it says is probably science and there's a little there's some arpeggiator there's some vocoder yeah i'm redoing it um i mean obviously we're still going to keep our standard that's oh, the yeah. go-to these, theme none song. of these are permanent new ones none of these are thought, permanent as long as they get sent but in I'm, I'm endlessly amused that people particularly the one two weeks ago where people had actually got together a band well this I'm one like, this was a uh, studio the one today from chris peterson it had you know like multi-tracks of, oh, yeah. of guitars sort of had sort of a jazzy electric i feel guitar. but i feel taken a task so i've i've started messing around exploring the themes nice. if you will I might um, do a ukulele one. Would that be self-indulgent? It's not self-indulgent okay. at all, guys. It goes um, I have D-A-G-A. A. That's, the, that's the chord progression. Repeat. Um, D-A-G-A. Make it happen. Daga. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I got that. Uh, or maybe it's D-C. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's D-C. If, if people can make a theme, if people can, I forget compose music. They probably can listen to it. You can, you can figure it out. Like, you can figure it out. out. Wish they had some sort of telepathy. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? They wouldn't even have to worry. They wouldn't about even it. have to. Yeah, yeah, they could just know the I chords just, as I soon could as just, you think of them. They could, just, they could also just read your minds instead of listening to the podcast. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. like, we wouldn't even have to do this. God, um, that'd be that'd be useful. God. How close are we to that? Fuck, that'd be fun probably pretty far up. Oh, no, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> this just I've just been handed a piece of paper. From, is this, <laughs> this is paper you were handed from Matthew Cravat? Yeah. Nice. Uh, oh, also from first. Neil Aberdeen as well, I believe. Oh, I yes, think there were yes. two. Yes. Uh, in the world first, a team of researchers has, has achieved brain-to-brain transmission of information between humans. Um, Remember that crazy. scene from Requiem for a Dream? They're just like, brain to brain, brain, brain to brain. brain. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Jennifer Conley getting all filled with memories. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you know what I mean. <laughs> brain to brain. Uh. <laughs> Uh, that still sounds like a sex act. It's yeah. like the most disgusting. Uh, <laughs> squee- two guys squeezing their balls and running at each other. <laughs> brain to brain. That is what it is. No, that's what they call the meeting of the minds. I think. Right. Like meeting of the squeeze minds. Squeeze your balls together. 
don't know why Matt and Daniel don't like this, but Jesse and I do. Oh, okay. I'm enjoying it. It's been a pure I just didn't episode. want to come in and ruin the bit. No, no. <laughs> I still want to know, by the way, and we got distracted, so I didn't get a chance to point it out at the time, why when Daniel, when as someone who grew up in Britain, when you were doing the voice of people in London... Uh, ha- Imprisoning, incarcerating a Polish man for speaking yeah. Polish. Did you make him American? Oh, did I? Oh, that's <laughs> You've just, been here for too long. Yeah, no. Basically, what I'm just—I'm sick of in America. What happens a lot of the time is people will come up and be like, "Oh, you're from Britain. You're from the UK," and then they'll do an impression uh, of you, right? And just which doesn't say anything is, like you. Is it always posh or is it always? Yeah, no, it's always uh, there. I always so I can do impressions of Americans doing impressions nice. of me. <laughs> like it's just that. Just going from, Hello. Oh, so you're. Oh, so, oh well, it's just like yeah, like jolly how pip pip. You're from London, huh? You like it's, I, nobody talks like that. Nobody's talked like that. No, <laughs> none of a, I've never Edinburgh. seen a monocle. I've never seen a monocle. Have you not? No, why would I have seen a monocle? I don't know. I just thought you all had them when you were growing. We had them. Yeah, yeah. We, What? How we could... Is this the very middle yeah, class version of everyone's fingers connect? Well, yeah. <laughs> no, everyone has a monocle. It's so that, you know... What, well, the chim- chimney dust messes up your eye, at least one of your eyes when you're early. Mm-hmm. Or well, you're young, what did you, you do in school when you wanted to uh, see the housemaster's uh, Latin declensions while also uh, reading from your Bible? Oh, you want like near sight and far sight simultaneously. Uh, <laughs> would that work? Would that work? I think so. I thought, I mean, everyone, no. Wait, I thought everyone, everyone either had a monocle or fingerless gloves. Isn't that true? Yeah, depending well, on the class. Well, that is the class dis- right. distinction. Where they're up or lower class. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What's this now? And they see a monocle on the ground. <laughs> hello, hello, what are we here? No, it's like winning it's the lottery. If you find a monocle, <laughs> you instantly get to move into a bigger house. <laughs> Once a year is like a British lottery. They hide <laughs> well, five monocles it's throughout like, London. It's, it's like, like Charlie, totally yeah, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> right. Find the golden monocle. And you get What's this the- here? <laughs> um, it is a monocle. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Dick Van Dyke to Dick Van Dyke. That's rather marvelous in my eye. Um, so, guys, <clears throat> what are monocles for? I don't know. I, th- it is weird. I th- yeah. Like, why would you only want to improve one of or your even, eyes? Even then, why it's wouldn't like you? Opera just- binoculars. Right. Fuck off. Get some binoculars. But, but even if you, even if you have, want to have one eye that doesn't just have the lens, part, well, it would be weird if I had a telescope and a fucking <laughs> opera, just like a yeah. really big one at the back. Like, I want to really see their sweat. <laughs> like well, well, also, why do you need to see the opera? And I don't mean with the mo- I don't mean with it's the binoculars. I mean it ever. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Sure. Sure. I went to an opera once. It was fun. It was what? enjoyable. What was it? Do you remember? What? I don't. It was. It was one of the big Mozart ones. That just goes to show how well educated I am. It was in it, it was in Salzburg, which I oh, believe is where. Well, yeah, yeah, big old stomping ground. It might have been Vienna, but it was somewhere in. Either Austria. way, Mozart stomping ground. And, old uh, stomping ground. Yeah. It was when I was backpacking when I was a when I was a, a student. I was just eighteen, and they they sell, and hmm. I think I I think a lot of theaters do this kind of thing. And they sh- if the ones that don't should they sell some tickets really cheap. They give some sure. They have like a few tickets set aside that you can get for not very much money at all. So then we get to be there as like stinking backpackers and t-shirts <laughs> next to people looking the, the fingerless at gloves us. prices. Exactly. Yeah, Spend I did that for uh, Book of Mormon does a a lottery. Lottery, yeah. Oh yeah, you lucked out with that. I paid so much more than you and sat in the back of the theater. Oh, it was, it was amazing. It was, it's a great show. Apart from anything else, any fan of Matt. Uh, Matt and Trey and uh, they're geniuses but I saw it last time I was over it's so fucking funny uh, it's great but we got great. we did the lottery uh, they do it in New York and LA and we got and for 25 lo- and, and in London they do the lottery as well for $25 we got front row right in the like we were we were the end seat to the middle section of the front row Insane. I could see this I could see the sheet music of the conductor 
Like oh. I could read the sheet music. Was it uh, was it still Josh Gad as the? Um, no. Was that just in New York? Where was that? No, it wasn't. It wasn't them anymore. But the guys who played the lead were brilliant. They were great. Yeah. Well, guys, <clears throat> brain to brain. So brain, brain, brain. <laughs> Mind meeting of the minds. <laughs> oh boy! So, guys, uh, <clears throat> there's a team of researchers here, um, and this team has managed to send messages from India to France, a distance of five thousand miles, without performing invasive surgery on the test subjects. Uh, there were four participants in the study, aged between twenty-eight and fifty. But there are four people. They uh, just tell us the ages. <laughs> you could do that. Um, wait, wait. What do you mean they sent? Um, through their brains. We'll get what? to it. We'll get to it. We'll explain it. One was assigned to a brain-computer interface to transmit the thought, while the other three were assigned to receive the thought. The first participant, located in India, was shown words translated into binary and had to envision actions for each piece of information. For example, they could move their hands for a one or their legs for a zero. A technique known as electroencephalogy. Okay. Ah, uh, fuck. Electro... EEG. Huh? Electroencephalogry. Uh, oh, Electroencephalogry. The, the process by which you would get an electroencephalogram or EEG. Yes. Yeah. Which monitors. Which monitors brain signals. Brain from the signals. Outside. Yes. Brain. Si- sorry. Uh, was used to record the thoughts. I've just taken this one over. Do it. <laughs> was used to record the thoughts as outgoing messages and send them via the internet. Uh, at the other end, electromagnetic induction was used to stimulate the brain's visual cortex from the outside and pass on the signal successfully to the three other participants in France. Um, the report's co-author, Alvaro Pascual Leon, said, We wanted to find out if one could communicate directly between two people by reading out the brain activity from one person and injecting brain activity into the second person and do so across great physical distances by leveraging existing communication pathways. Um, one such pathway is, of course, the internet. So our question became, could we develop an experiment that would bypass the talking or typing part of the internet and establish direct brain-to-brain communication between subjects located far away from each other in India and France? And the research team was made up from researchers from Harvard University as well as experts from France and Spain. Hmm. I think we're still a ways off from this being... Useful, and it's, it's, I almost wonder if it'll ever be useful in the same way that uh, things that people would have thought were high tech and we would all love now that we have now we don't even want to use, like FaceTime. Like I was just calling someone, yeah. I actually hit the FaceTime button. I'm like, God damn, it, I don't want to have to see him. I just want to talk. Like, yeah, right. We have the more um, advanced thing, but it's simpler to use than the, I the would, earlier. I pretty much exclusively drive my flying car on the ground. <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> like, that's all I do. It does fall apart for some technologies. It's You're really right. okay. annoying when it goes up. <laughs> yeah. But you get what I'm saying. Like in some in some cases, it's faster for me to type than to talk, or have a conversation with somebody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times, we the older technologies end up being best suited for a lot of things. Like I'm not sure I want to have have to th- make sure that I keep a train of thought going in well, order to have a conversation. This is only someone. useful for lawnmower man style sex. Right, of course. That's what this will be used for, uh, but only between India and France. Right. You know. Um, if it breaks, you're going to have to think to tech support. That'll be a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just like, no, the you fault's put, actually with your brain. You you're, get put on brain hold. <laughs> That'd be weird. Yeah. Uh, brain hold. And then it was just another guy. Those putting, are literally stuck in your head. Yeah. The there's music. a guy yeah. putting hold music at you. That'd be a bummer. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still confused by what this is. Wait, you're telling me we've invented psychics. Well, no. Here's what, here's what uh, to me, seems a little bit... 
it's not really. I, I mean, know. I guess with enough calibration, you could kind of go, yeah, it's it's brain to brain, but so it's just internet to internet. Well, well, what it is. So yeah. they've got they've got the uh, uh, brain pads on on the one end and in the other guy's got that, and sure. he's thinking either a one or a zero. And as he think uh, if he's, as he thinks a one or a zero, he's moving his arms. He's or legs. moving his arms or his legs. Well, I thought he was thinking about moving them. I thought he wasn't actually moving them. I think was he's I... actually. Either way, no one's seeing a video of him moving them, so they've they've covered for that. But there are no sensors on his arms and legs. Right. Yeah. No, but but it's still firing those bits of the brain, and then yes. it's firing, okay. triggering the same bit of the brain, I suppose, on the recipients on the other end. So then they are feeling those impulses, right. which can then be recalibrated back to a or reconverted back to either a one or a zero. So then you're going like, so he's thinking one zero zero one one or whatever, and then at the other end you eventually get one zero zero one one. Right. And then that gets converted back into a word. Right. So what they've done is they've they've really complicated sign language. Well, it feels almost like complicating Morse code because that's right. like yeah. that's how the tele- the old telegraph machine worked essentially. It was just like you you press a you'd close the circuit at one end and that would send an electric signal through that would cause the uh, electromagnet to jump at the other end so it would then complete the circuit there and make give us a beep. When was that invented? The cause the I, telegraph. Yeah, because I I watched that Lincoln movie. Uh, you know, the Spielberg-Lincoln right. thing. and um, DDL. DDL. And I was all sort of pissed because he had, like, a telegraph room during the Civil War. And I was like, that's not a thing. You know, but then I that, I was wrong, of course, that, that apparently that was, like, technology that existed. Huh. It's, it's 18... Isn't it? 1800s? I would have... It just seems so modern mechanical. I, I, I would have thought it was like 1880s or something, but uh, let's see. Electrical telegraph. Whoa, According to no, Wikipedia. No, no, no. You're like, we're off by a way. Uh, what? They started in 1792 in the form of semaphore lines or optical telegraphs. A commercial electric telegraphs were introduced from 1837. Wow. Jeez. They've been around for a very long time. So it's, it's very basic technology, if you think yeah. about it. It, it. it is no different... Like the technology is no different to those circuits you had to build, like in in science class when you're a kid. It's yeah. just, it's not really much more complicated than a push button and and a beeper. Uh, but the Pony Express was 1860, so it seems like oh, I'm always blown away by how long it takes to invent. I mean, it's easy to say in hindsight, like oh, why wasn't that around forever before that? Right. Mm. But it takes so long to invent things. One of my favorite weird uh, science facts. Is that um, you know how we've we've had the wheel obviously forever, yeah. Like the wheel mm-hmm. is prehistoric, you know. And, and uh, cavemen invented the wheel, uh, and women, cavemen and women, cave women, cave people, um, cave people cave people invented the wheel. Um, but years and years before the car was invented or the automobile, which is basically a horseless carriage that mm-hmm. moves on its own, people were trying to invent mechanical horses, <laughs> like robot horses, to pull the carriage. <laughs> That was their, like, train of thought. Like, well, obviously we need need some kind of robot horse instead of just being like, why can't we just make the carriage go on its own? Right, right. Well, that that kind of... (laughs) We need a robot horse. That's kind of similar to... um, When when we did the episode live from... uh, When I did the episode with... Oh, God, what's the name of the psychologist? And he was talking about the models for the brain. This was an episode from a fair few years ago. Or not a fair few, a year or so ago. Um, The... Oh god! But uh, I'll try. I'll look up who the the professor was. But he was explaining how 
we now think of the brain as a computer because at any one time our best model for the brain we always use whatever the current is thing what is, is yeah. what the most yes advanced technology is mm. and i think what they were doing is similar to that like well the thing that the most advanced thing that we have that pulls stuff forwards is a horse right so if we can only mechanize so we're not any closer to robot horses is what you're saying I mean, we have them in commercials now, which is cool, like car commercials, yeah, to represent how many horses are in the car. We, we did have boilerplate back in the day. Do you know the robot boilerplate? No. This is one of my favorite uh, things. Sloss knows robots. Um, yeah, remember. There's, there's, a, there's a book that actually ties in with the earlier story. Um, Chris Elliott of, of Cabin of, Boy of and Chris Elliott Letterman fame, fame and sure. Chris Elliott fame, of course, uh, wrote a great book, like a... a historical fiction that he inserted himself into via time travel about Jack the Ripper called the Shroud of the Thwacker. And there's a very important plot point that involves uh, something he discovered by doing a very cursory bit of research on the internet and took as fact and put into his story. And that is this robot called Boilerplate. Have you guys heard of Boilerplate? No. no. It is a crea- creation um, by a Portland, Oregon artist named Paul Guinan. Gu- Guinan? Um, he created it in 2000 and he made up this fake backstory of this this robot that existed like he fought along with uh, Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Riders and he <laughs> doctored all these pictures to make it look like this Victorian era robot that was That's a real awesome. thing and it was so convincing the website was so convincing Chris Elliott googled it was like oh this was a cool thing of the, of the time and we put this in my book right. and then had to pay royalties to that guy when the shroud of the thwacker came out it's like no 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 that's a character i invented and that's also amazing. how did you oh believe that a robot existed in the victorian era <laughs> that looked like a man and but fought with Teddy roosevelt automatons back then i don't know if we've talked about the turk um which was a uh, chess it was like the what was supposed to be the first chess computer but it actually looks like a guy wearing a turban. He would like move his hand. It was like a robotic oh, guy. He would move his this, yes. move his hand and move pieces. And the operator of the Turk was like it beat Napoleon. It would beat everybody. Uh-huh. And the operator would open it up and show the mechanics and everything and show it working. Um, but they just used a uh, a little person chess master uh, was in was in it. And it was it was still a marvel of like mechanics because they would like enter in what they wanted to do and it would do it. But it couldn't solve it on its own. Like it couldn't actually respond. I mean, it's so still was still someone. It's like, that's hilarious. Um, the thing I was trying to look up. So it's like R two D two. Yes, uh, right. It was one of the. Yeah. It was, I, I was looking at same up, guy. One of those lists that got <laughs> sent around recently. Uh, yeah, he's he's older than time. Uh, one of those lists that got sent around about like amazing facts about history, and it's all like this thing preceded this thing, and sure. Uh, like one of them, the first one, one of them on the list is uh, Oxford University is older than the Aztecs. Um, but one of the things, what? like, yep. really. Uh, but one so of the things on the list, and what? I thought it was about Telegraph. So Oxford's, what, 1200 or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I thought it was... A Wait, the Aztecs... The Aztecs are like Middle Ages. What? Where? I thought it was longer ago. Than no, there's the Incans and the Mayans. The Aztecs, I think, are the most Aztecs modern. Aztecs are like in the Yucatan Peninsula? Is that or is that where the Mayans were? Uh, well, I mean, like... Man, I'm going to have to look at a dollar bill, man. I don't um, know. <laughs> another thing on the list is Cleopatra lived closer to the building of Pizza Hut than the pyramids. I know, yeah. but what people don't take into account there is that the first Pizza Hut was also in 1200. Right, yeah, yes. And that's mm-hmm. what they're forgetting. Because uh, that, that, I mean, I've seen that, you know, on the list. And then it was just and known as flatbread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's in, it's in one of the... It started as Pizza Hut. Uh, it was Pita... Um, but, um, it was in one of the pyramids because pyramids are slightly shaped. Like a pizza slice. There you go. That's, and it's all come full ha- circle, guys. Comedy's happening. Full circle. Um, but this fact, I thought it was about the telegraph. It isn't. It's about the fax machine. But the fax machine was invented the same year people were traveling the Oregon Trail. Oh, the first fax machine was developed by Alexander Bain in 1843. What? 
facts. So again, the fax machine incredibly uh, old technology. But the fact again, the fax machine works in very similar way to the telegraph. I don't know if you're aware of black like, magic. Like the fax machine. I don't actually know how a fax machine works. The fact the way the the fax machines work is there is a little backwards and forwards handshake signal so that they get so that the sender and the receiver get synced up, mm-hmm. and then it is just as simple as a head just moves along and every time there's a signal electric a signal sent white, through a black or not white, yeah a black, black or, or yeah not. light or dark <laughs> um it just triggers a heating element that heats up the fax paper oh so it's no more complicated than that it's just like white black white black white black as it moves along and then goes up a line and then moves along moves up a line moves along that is pretty primitive that seems pretty simple now it's incredibly yeah. simple mm. all, all it, and all it's doing is one end has a scanner that can just see whether it's light or the page is light or dark and the other end has a little heating element that interesting gets hot or cools down well, or I don't know whether it gets hot or cools down or whether it pushes to the wall of the paper and moves away but either way it's the same deal you know what's it's, older than all this what's that Jesse dinosaurs dinosaurs is there some dinosaur news dinosaurs yeah big dinosaur news nice literally big dinosaur news Everyone loves a big dinosaur. Guys, scientists have discovered the fossilized remains of a new long-necked, long-tailed dinosaur that has taken the crown for largest terrestrial animal with a body mass that can be accurately determined. This is pretty old. By the way, loads of people sent in this story. Loads of people sent it in. It is very niche. Very niche. Measurements of bones from its hind leg and foreleg revealed that the animal was 65 tons and still growing when it died in the Patagonian hills of Argentina. And that was about 77 million years ago. To put this in perspective, right, an African elephant is about five tons. A T-Rex was eight tons. Uh, Diplodocus, Diplodocus is 18 tons. And a Boeing 737 is around 50 tons. And then so you this have, is heavier than a Boeing 737. Yes. No. And then you have this thing. But not heavier than a Boeing 747 with an American like, <laughs> flight path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's still technically heavier than the dinosaur. That is heavier. true. Yeah. Uh, this is, so they called it the Dreadnoughtus, and it's at 65 tons. Uh, Dreadnoughtus, of course, means fears nothing, and it's named after the impervious early 20th century battleships. Um, although it was a plant eater, a healthy Dreadnoughtus likely had no real issues with predators due to its intimidating size and muscular weaponized tail. I tell you, Andy, if I ever saw one of these things out in the middle of a field, I would need something to calm me down. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, if I ever saw a Dreadnoughtus, I'd want to chill out. How would you chill out? I don't know. Probably meditate Maybe. or something. Or That's one, that's one option. What's what I might one? do. I mean, this is just me. Okay. If I saw a giant dinosaur. If you saw a 65-ton oh, Dreadnoughtus. Uh, I'd do something to calm you'd have nerves. to chill out. Yeah, yeah, Delicious. Yeah. Lagunitas India Pale Ale. Whoa! Would you, oh. Andy? Would you have a, a log? If I could get the t- cap off. This, I mean, it's, it's oh. going great. There we go. There it is. Ooh. Suds. Sudsy. Oh. Um, just so you're up to speed here, Daniel, since you last did the show, uh, someone from Lagunitas who listens to the show sent us a shit ton of it for free. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I apologize for not drinking then, but I do not drink beer. Do you not? Nope. Do you not? No. Nope. Do you Gross. drink scotch whiskey? Uh, yeah, if I have to. Like... <laughs> I'm more of a... Uh, when do you have to? Yeah. Well, like, if it's if people <laughs> are there... What scenario? Citizenship <laughs> tests. <laughs> when just, you're about to do that thing with the sword, with the prancing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, just when family visits... Did you have to, um, do, did being you have to do Kayleys at school? Yeah, I know Scottish, Scottish country dancing. Yeah, of course. That's the yeah. thing, like, you had, like... I've, yeah, and I've got my kill at home, which I bring out for special occasions. Of course. War. 
Do you Maybe. would you ever wear a suit like a regular suit to a wedding, or would you always have to wear a kilt? Is that the I would I wouldn't discuss al- this? I, yeah, would, I wouldn't always have to wear a kilt, but I I would always wear a kilt. Yeah, I'll always Scott, wear Scottish, and we have discussed you you don't wear underwear under. You know, so you can't wear underwear under your kilt because that's not being a true Scotsman. What's the furry thing on front of the kilt? That is a sparring. It was uh, people are going to come in and correct me, Richard, but I think it was now it's sort of used as a pouch. But at the time, I think it was uh, for a way of heating up your testicles they would put sort of hot porridge in there and it, and it would be sort of just resting on your dick like a dick hot water ball would it would it also warm up your your hands like a, a, yeah, you like american football player you know have those things mm-hmm. they have those like loops they can stick their hands in what to yeah, warm up their yeah, hand because it's like freezing like out there. Like a muff, like a, yeah, a little muff. A muff. Yeah, just you shove your hand. So in they the definitely the don't call it a muff. Brain the brain. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if muff means the same thing over here as it does in the UK. What's it mean over there? Uh, vagina. Okay. Yeah, that's what yeah, we're that's what okay. Yeah, that's, yes, that's what we're going with. And all American footballers will mean that well, always. Well, they'll always put their hands in muffs. Because well, we were at Disney uh, the other day, and mm. the funniest. And you'll laugh at this, but you won't, because it's a British word that's funny that doesn't mean over here. Which Fanny- is tossers. Oh, tossers. No, tossers. If someone's a tosser in the UK, it's, you're a wanker. Yeah, you're right. off. Yeah, you're yeah. being a tosser. But there's a Disney ride with Buzz Lightyear, and it's called uh, Buzz Lightyear's Flying Tossers. <laughs> <laughs> and we just laughed and laughed. And yeah. Laughed. Got photos with it. Well, the Americans are like, why? And we're like, oh, just big fan of Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. <laughs> Two grown men <laughs> just laughing at a child poster. Toy Story 3 made me cry, so I'm just taking this photo while I <laughs> Toss hold off. back laughter. Yeah. There's uh, a <laughs> at, at Six Flags, which is another, yeah. another uh, theme park theme park around here um there's a there's a funny uh there's like a game it's like a beanbag sort of game yeah you know and it's called um bust a nut in the minge <laughs> which i think is um which i think you know and no one gets it and i'd laugh and laugh why is and it laugh. called bust a nut in a minge well, I'm they must have known but i don't think so i there's don't think no so I think way. It's a similar, there's no way i think it's a similar thing bust a nut in the minge yeah similar thing similar thing. um yeah, <laughs> yeah. come uh, on my tits is the universal ride well, no, yeah, no, of course. Uh, well, they well they have the the thing, of course. The um, y- you know, the the fisticuffs, the Chinese thing, but they have they have fisticunt, which is the, the <laughs> like the similar. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's that there's that other game as well. I think. Um, uh, did you ever go? Did you ever go to Alton Towers uh, in the UK? Yeah, yeah. The UK theme park. There was that that game that they ha- had where. There was like the sort of spear uh, and the, uh, the the diagram of the woman with holding the hoop, and you had to sort of get that. Of course, of course, through there, and it, yeah. it was just called uh, uh, throw the shaft up the lady hole. Yeah, 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 yeah I remember yeah. throw the shaft up the lady hole. That was a, that was a great one. Have you guys yeah. been to Cedar Point in Ohio? <laughs> no, no, it's you haven't Cedar been to Point. Cedar Point. Cedar Point oh, it's, it's a great, it's a great like amusement park. They got they used to have some of the tallest and fastest roller coasters, um, but they had some great midway things too. Some games you'd play. Like, there's one you'd have this little like plastic fly, this little insect, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you try to like throw it in the mouth of a homeless person. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure, sure. Put a bugger in me bum. Put a bugger in me bum. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I bugger, re- bugger me bum. I think it was. What no, it was, I remember yeah. that. I, you know, there was this great thing. There was a uh, in in Nashville. <laughs> there was obviously a theme park where I grew up. Uh, it was a th- there was a theme park, and um, and they would do this thing where. Um, that was, that was it was it was pretty it was pretty strange actually. Um, Tell us about it, Jesse. You know, they, they'd have this thing where um, it was it, it was like set up like uh, you know sometimes they have those sort of destruction ruins type areas. Yeah. Yeah. They have that at Six Flags where it looks like post apocalyptic apocalypse yeah. yeah. thing, and they had one of these and uh, but it was like an updated version of King Arthur where you yeah. were given a hammer and you were having to, to do this and and um, what would happen is these clowns would come out and sort of sort of make fun of you um, while you were doing that and uh, and anyway it was. It was really weird because it was this game called, uh, called, um, <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> um, 
No, it was, it was these. Uh, it was it was really weird because they you'd have these. <laughs> <laughs> what so what you were doing? Here was the here was okay. the point. Okay. Here, was, here was the point of the game. It was it was a Great Wall of China themed. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So there are people attacking. And meanwhile, you're trying to build the wall the okay. whole time with, okay. with your electrical sort of hammer type thing. Okay. So it was, um, it was called um, uh, Watch These Mongs, Watch Me Jack. <laughs> and uh, it, was a, it was a good one because I, I remember... Uh, and Chessington World is of Adventure, which is yeah, also... Awesome. It's a yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah, it's a course, lovely one. And they're on a school trip. Um, yeah. <laughs> it took five minutes for me to fucking... Like, no, no. There was... <laughs> There was one which was uh, a ride, which was basically you had to uh, go and you basically it was more of an interactive one. You just met a, a really, really confident, funny, homeless guy, okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and just had a conversation. It was called Spunky Tramp. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, no, that's really a, popular. That's a you great could do one. Fast Pass on that, or that's a great one. Fast Ass. I remember. Um, <laughs> We used to sometimes I would go to college football games. Yeah, you know, and these but these are big deal college in football America, teams. In, in America, it's a big thing. American football. We're not talking soccer. We're yeah, of, obviously American football. Um, and I would go to uh, you know, but these were big big state schools. Mm-hmm. You know, and these guys are gonna go gonna go yeah, pro. Pro- professional. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I remember I'd go one time and they had this thing which was uh, it was a catch a rooster thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and if you if you caught it. You got a free. You obviously got a free massage. They had one of those weird massage table things makes sense. set up. So it was um, one of those in my college. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was called um, this big black cock massages my prostate, and um, <laughs> and it was uh, no, that was a, a great one because I, I always had a big uh, fun time with that because yeah. uh, it was always fun for the fam and my dad would take me down there and um, mom would cry. Yeah, I remember. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, there are I, people in the car like just going not one more no, no. <laughs> well, it just, it's just 20 more minutes guys we're just reminiscing just when I was a kid all these just memories come flooding back like, I don't, you, you, it's like once you open the floodgates it reminds you of other things yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, of course, course. Yeah, yeah. You, of course. you must have been um, Blackpool Pleasure Beach uh, oh, one, yeah, of course. one of, yeah. one of Britain's uh, finest yeah. uh, theme park attractions I mean the uh, Blackpool, unlike a, a regular, a normal theme park, you play per the attraction. So you'd you pick and choose your favorites. And of course, I there was this game that I used to enjoy. Um, uh, you you had you were given a ruler, yeah, like a standard ruler. Okay, uh, okay. That you had, to but by ruler, like a measuring ruler, not like the yeah, queen. Yeah, 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 of no course, way. of course. Um, and uh, and the person running the game uh, would have a, a small like an opening, like an almost a, a small uh, opening that you'd have to. Uh, Fit that ruler inside, but here's the thing: mm-hmm. uh, you would heat the ruler first, so that they would become more aware of when that that ruler, when that said ruler was placed uh, sure. within them. And I remember, it was, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was, of course, like um, I, I want to feel your hot length inside me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, I remember. Uh, <laughs> This thing, well, you know how some some theme parks it's a throw something. You know, yeah. they, they had this thing where it was a, you'd get a little tiny. It was it was a toy. It wasn't it wasn't actually producing heat. But you're, what you said reminded me of it. Mm-hmm. You know, all these memories flood back. It was like a very a tiny sort of flamethrower thing. Yeah, okay. And it was a, it was a Richard Nixon themed sort of thing where you were trying to trying to get him. Um, you know, but at the same time, someone was uh, the the problem is it was very easy because it was right in front of you. Yeah. But at the same time, again, clowns. These are not Asian clowns. These are regular clowns. Would be throwing pies at you. Yeah, throwing pies at you. And um, it was called. Um, it was called uh, cream in my face while I burn my dick with a lighter. I went to Tokyo Disney. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, sure, sure. I went sure. to the 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 Tokyo Disney. It's gone. It's gone. I'm like, oh, I can't. I can't do it anymore. It's uh, so, so anyway. Di- these these dinosaurs were, were big. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck. There was There's a conversation. A well, just falling it's over would dinosaur. kill them. That's how they big, would die. Big dinosaur. Yeah, it, it does say in this article that. Uh, <laughs> The, its enormous bulk had a downside, which reminds me. <laughs> it's based on the width and strength of its skeleton. Toppling over would likely spell death for such a heavy animal. Uh, if you look at its really big ribs, there's no way they're going to be able to withstand 65 tons of weight on top of them. Uh, he, he said, it would have been a catastrophic event in the life of a dreadnoughtus if it fell over. However, it probably didn't do much walking around since its 37-foot-long neck could already provide access to a wide bounty of vegetation. So this is just the laziest animal in the history of the planet. Yeah. What it says, how do you come up with a body size that is so enormous when you're a terrestrial animal? Says Luis Chiape, director of the National History Museum of Los Angeles Dinosaur Institute. Now who was question. not involved in the study. Oh. Uh, he was not involved, but he's just commenting on this as an expert. You need to have a structural design that allows you to support a body like that, and you have to be potentially adapted to eat 24 hours a day nonstop with a minimal amount of sleep. Wow. So that's thing's existence was because that's it made no sense. Of course, it had, right. to, be, the had to be the peak of the size of animals. Then it was like, okay, this this can't sustain. And then yeah, of course. but like, isn't that the dream to just literally eat constantly while not moving and just have everything within reach? Like, if you I had the burden of if, how do if you ever stop, if you like, ever stopped, mating's got to yeah, be yeah. Oh, that I can't even imagine how they would mate. I beg where they're. I mean, it had to be <laughs> insane. Pretty, yeah. Well, here's a, here's a picture here um, on this article of. A guy holding this is the toe bone. Oh Jesus Christ! And the toe bone is connected to the yeah yeah. It's um It'd be the bigger. toe bone is roughly the size is is about the same size as the guy's torso. Like is so I'd say bigger than a Boeing th- seven thirty seven with a huge cock. <laughs> you know some of them have huge cocks. I was wondering how they would make. I, I found I found this uh, Japanese amateur animation that seems to have covered it pretty well. Uh, it's an artist rendering. Of That's never a good sense. <laughs> I found a Japanese cartoon which seems to cover it pretty well. Oh, this isn't porn. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's so a, the dreadnoughtus. Yeah, it couldn't fall. Almost thirty-seven foot neck. So is that is that now just the biggest thing ever? I think it's probably the biggest thing because I mean, wait, is it still? Is it not? It's not bigger than a blue whale, though, is it? I assume. Maybe. Uh, I don't know, a great see. blue whale, blue great whale, great blue, great white. They're not all great. Some of them are. Yeah, some I've met some shitty ones actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, blue whale whays. I've met some white sharks before. Two hundred tons. Okay, the whale still wins. Oh yeah, the yeah. whale. Oh, two hundred tons. You say? Yeah. What? Well, it's easier to support. Like that wouldn't be able to be sustainable yeah, on water, land. Yeah. Of course, yeah, it doesn't have the pressure to support its own body. But also, yeah, you put a you put a blue whale in a house and it's fucked. Like we could, yeah. like if we had a blue whale in this garden. We could kick the fuck out of it. There's oh, yeah. nothing. You have nothing. No recourse. People always say, "What's the biggest would, animal? Do you it, think you could beat in a fight?" I reckon I could beat a blue whale in a fight as long yeah, as that yeah, fight was on land. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Even in the water, you just hop in its blowhole. Yeah. And it would. Say, yo, why are you oh, all that's a ride at uh, Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hop in my blow. Yeah. I'd say, why are you all up in my krill? Uh, you know, oh, and you would, no. No, hey, hey, no. You liked it. You liked it. Stop touching yourself. That's a great, great one. Massive, massive dinosaur. We'll link massive. to that story as we, as we link to all our stories on probablyscience.com. Yeah. Absolutely. If you have stories, again, one more reminder. Why don't you email us in? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, when you get stories. Have you heard about the uh, pedo tumor before? The what? The pedo tumor? No, pedo what's that? Tumor. Oh, there was this. Um... Oh yeah, yeah, it was a Radio Lab story. I think about it. Was uh, this the guy who had a brain tumor that made him fancy kids? Like he, Wh- uh, one day in his forties. Uh, what? Re- what? No, I heard. I heard the. Uh, 
I mean, I've heard oh, no, that no, excuse I, before. No, I did hear yeah. that. That was the episode. The theme was blame, right? To that episode. I, I, I don't know. No, I just heard, I heard okay. this. I, I was doing a show in the UK, and there was a neurologist on the show, and she mentioned it, and I was like, and it was basically this guy. He was like in forties, fifties. He came attracted to kids and then turned himself in and then they scanned his brain and he had a tumour there and it was pressing down a part of his brain and then they took it out and he didn't want to fuck kids anymore and then two years later he felt the urge rising again sure. and it was the tumour coming the tumor. back so yeah yeah there was an the episode tumors. that was related to that mm. where someone had a part of his brain taken out because of seizures and then that was a part that regulated his sort of id and then he became hypersexual and then just sought out really really more and more weird porn eventually kitty porn and got busted for that yeah uh and then he got out of going to jail because he blamed the surgery and then they got into like the sort of philosophical aspect of like well what point uh, we're all just the results victims of of our circumstances yeah the processes in our brain create all of us there's no and it's not as if like there's a tumor that changes who you are supposed to be or that there's a thing that changes like you are your brain there isn't some other you it's separate from the brain that's being affected by the brain the brain is you so if you can say oh this bad choice came because of chemicals in my brain well so does every good choice so does every choice we make in life yeah well that's that's the Sam Harris argument about free will how none of us have any free will that's sort of because however you react is how your brain was designed to react and you're going to say that yeah well yeah. <laughs> i'll like, tell you i'll tell you one thing about this uh, pedo tumor though yeah. is uh you know when that guy did get busted um the one thing all these kids of course said about him was they ha- he had a strange mushroom shaped dick <laughs> do you guys know that a uh handful of strange mushroom shaped animals discovered in the deep sea <laughs> off australia in the 1980s have finally been named by scientists Seamless. Oh, i have heard this this is a interesting story we sent in by a couple of people yeah wait what mushroom-handed? This is true. Uh, there, so there are these organisms that were discovered in the deep sea off Australia, and they're these mushroom-shaped animals, but they have never been named because they defy classification. They're too weird. Nico Bayer was one of the people who sent Do it. Do we have in, a picture of them? Sure yes. Who else? There you go. Oh, Ashley Gattaca was the other person who sent in this story. Oh, these are the things that wash up on shore occasionally. There was. There was you're a, talking about jellyfish. What you're thinking of? They look a bit like jellyfish. These things. No, no, but no I think there was an article about in Australia. There was these weird. Oh no! Yeah, these things. I've seen these things at the beach yeah. a lot. Oh shit! I just clicked on it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I've um, seen these things. So. Uh, According to this BBC article, uh, this team of scientists at the University of Copenhagen says this tiny organism does not fit into any of the known subdivisions of the animal kingdom. More of an urban. Uh, Mm. Such situations only occurred a handful of times in the last hundred years. Uh, The organisms which were originally collected in 1986 described in the academic journal PLOS One. And I noticed several similarities with the bizarre and enigmatic soft-bodied life forms that lived between 635 and, and 635 and 540 million years ago. Wow. Which I guess is this means of, I probably haven't seen these things. I was Earth's wrong. history, a yeah, span of Earth history known as the um, uh, Edia Karen period. This is pre-Dreadnoughtus. Dreadnoughtus. This is pre-Dreadnoughtus. Oh, wow. Uh, the authors of, of the paper recognized two new species of mushroom-shaped animal, uh, Dendrogramma enigmatica and Dendrogramma discoides. Uh, which measure only a few millimeters in size. The animals consist of a flattened disc and a stalk with a mouth on the end. I found out what I thought it was. I thought it was a thing called a valella, which is like a blue That's jellyfish thing with a little sail on it. Yeah. Like it's a flat thing with a sail. Oh. Yeah, this is more than that. So, yeah, it looks like this. Um, so, we think it belongs in the animal kingdom somewhere. The question <laughs> is where. Do we need to... 
do we need to name it? Like, well, it do needs we, to be because well, like who's kind of what we do. Well, taxonomy is an interesting question because it also helps once you have the full taxonomy of something, then you know where it fits in the evolutionary tree. Uh, a, a domain. Uh, Bless so that, you, Jesse. Thank you. So everything on Earth is grouped into different taxonomic ranks. So the domain is the highest taxonomic rank. Below that is a kingdom. Um, traditionally, biologists have recognized five or six kingdoms, including animals, plants, fungi, and bacteria. Wait, domain is above that? Yeah, I'm not sure what domain... I thought there were there seven. three domains. Was what are the top. three domains, then? Uh, the is three virus, domains is are a virus in a... Archae, bacteria, and eukaryote domains. And those are... Um, the archaea is, has no nuclear membrane, distinct biochemistry, and RNA markers from bacteria, possesses unique ancient evolutionary history from which... Oh, this is too long. So what bacteria what? is bacteria, and eukaryotes are, um, are, are... Animals and plants. Are everything that we consider. All the kingdoms we talk about fall under eukaryote. Okay, so, like animal, so fungus, animal, plants, yeah. fungi. Animal and so what would chrome. be in the first one? The, would viruses be in that? Archaea... Um, um, let's see... I'm not sure exactly where viruses fall. But then the next subdivision is, is phyla, and it goes all the way down to genus and species. Sure, sure. Um, and it says they don't, all they know is that they do not belong with the uh, bilateria, which is one of the most important animal groupings whose members share bilateral sim- symmetry. Uh, humans belong within this grouping. Uh, the, the attractive new, ones, at least. Yeah. Sure, sure. The new organ... Any animals that aren't symmetrical, apart from the fucking weird flatfish? Um, Any animals? Well, I mean, there are ones that become not symmetrical. Wait, you flat? You talk about like the fish that like fly, that fly, that swim, like yeah, but they've got eyes on the their underside. Yeah. Side well, here head. we go. It found some similarities to other animal groupings, such as the Cnidaria, which is the phylum that comprises corals and jellyfish, and the Gatinophora which includes the marine organisms known as comb jellies. But the new organisms, di- but these new organisms didn't fulfill all the criteria required for inclusion in either of those categories. So there you go. There's corals, jellyfish, and comb jellies are all things that are not symmetrical animals. Okay. My Uncle Randy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are those crabs with the one big claw? Sure. Uh, yeah. Sure. Um, Stew. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, little house story oh, yeah? real quick. Um, as in Dr. House? Yes. Right. Uh, no, um, our other roommate, not the one we so often talk about. Mm-hmm. Because, it, so to lay down the story for the listeners, there's yes. three of us in the main house, but then there's a guest house. We have a, there's a house out back where, where we guest have Guest is a very generous word. Guest is a generous word, but we have another... another uh, He's lived there for 20 years. He's lived there forever. Um, but we brought him up before, mm-hmm. and uh, he's in his um, uh, late, late 60s. Uh, mid to late sixties, and and asked me um, asked me just two days ago, Andy, if I could score him DMT. What <laughs> DMT? <Whoa. laughs> I would never have expected. Wow! But he said it like the way like um, the way like an old guy would bring up like Miley Cyrus. He's like, so have you heard of this uh, <laughs> DMT? DMT. What, what what can you tell me about this? Do you guys know about DMT? DMT. Yeah. Yeah, I've never done uh, for it. For our listeners, it's, uh, it's I really want to do it. It's a, it's a powerful psychedelic that I guess has a pretty short. Uh, you don't feel it for very long, from what I've heard. It's like a fifteen-minute 15 trip minutes, or something. And then you come straight back out. And the weird thing about it is, is pretty much everyone has the same experience. My mate did it, and um, you see a naked Indian. <laughs> 
yeah. I had the same dream. Oh the sky God. unzips and you see these weird patterns and things. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and then the taste overwhelms you and then you're, 15 minutes later, you come, wait, hold on, Rohypnol. <laughs> but, uh, so... It's, it's so a very he, spiritual drug in the way that my, my friend took it quite recently and said that he saw it very, in his head he saw this, uh, sort of being and then he googled DMT and someone had drawn the exact exactly picture of what he, he saw, saw and he was like this is fucking weird I'd like to know the science behind that like why why the brain I, I arrives asked, at that I asked when we had uh, Dr. Matt Monroe the sleep specialist on the podcast I asked him about the uh, pseudoscience claims I'd read that like your brain releases a ton of that when you die and that might oh, be yes, responsible yes, yes. for our concept of heaven because yeah. it also slows down time and whatever yeah. and uh, that seems like it's, it's bunk but uh what I guess it, is it even true that it does occur naturally in our brains? Well, that's the, yeah, that's I think the, it does. Yeah, it's for, very natural in uh, nature. It's got a very, it's got a very ancient sort of quality. Like, like they've got back in the days of tribes and stuff. Like the you taking of DNT is a very very old sort of thing. And um, there's a great documentary on Netflix called The Spirit Molecule, which tells you everything you need to know. But apparently, it does oh. come when you die. Your brain practically just goes. There's that. Oh, I know. There's. Uh, I have a lot of friends that have been doing ayahuasca lately, which is like a very intense. <laughs> I have a friend that's doing like an ayahuasca thing, like a, like a what is that? group Ugh. seminar, taking it with a shaman. Sort of. Yeah, thing. you're supposed to like have a shaman with you, and it's. But then I'm like, well, then then I'm not doing it ever because that's already <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, I don't know like, any what are you, shamans. What are you talking? You have to have a shaman. It and doesn't a shaman just make probably just means someone who used to be called Kevin but now calls himself Starlight. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't just make bullshit real. Is that what it does? <laughs> it makes fake things real. That's that's what the drug does. I'm not doing it. It'd be like uh, you have to hang with an astronaut to do this. <laughs> You can only do it if you're hanging with an astronaut. But so not ca- a traditional astronaut, as you might know. <laughs> right. Just uh, someone who's declared himself to be an astronaut. Yeah. He got an online certificate to be an astronaut. <laughs> but the given answer to the important question now is, can you get him DMT? Uh, no, I don't think I can. Did, I, don't, did, I, I can't get drugs. I'm not cool he, enough to get drugs. Did he mention how he heard of it or why he wanted to take it? Or Who the fuck knows? That's fascinating to me, Watching CNN though. or something. But right. he goes... He was asking me, he's like, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you Jess, young Jess, young Jesse. Young Jesse. And he always slaps us on the back I know. really it's hard. Super, yeah. <laughs> um, if, you're, if, if he's walking by you, oh, young Jess, and he'll slap you on the back, but in a way where it's like, like you're about he's, to respond by hitting him. Like, like <laughs> what the fuck? Um, like, like he's just worried that he might need to dislodge some food from your... Exactly. exactly. Kind of him. So, Do you maybe think that maybe he's just really old and smart and he's just like, but I can get away with hating these kids. <laughs> like, who punches a 60-year-old? No one. That's he's, a- no, he's really old and drunk. Often mistaken for the same... Um, but he, yeah, he I, do I want some DMT. Uh, past guest to the show, Sh- um, so let's get him um, some DMT. Shane Moss is a, is a de- devotee of it or a fan of it. At Should least. we be saying that? Uh, yeah, he, he's he very talks open about, about it on stage. stage. Yeah, yeah, he he's talks about DMT about on stage a lot. Um, yeah, he he was trying to talk me into. Um, he doesn't have access to it either. Though. I think it's kind of like you do it when you can find it, but it's hard to find. Mm. And it's, well, it's obviously, like it, you someone, don't even take up your night with it. It's just like ten minutes, and you can go on stage afterwards. I guess well, having just someone, seen God or whatever. Someone has to die. Obviously, you take it from their <laughs> okay, brain; they release it. From, it. Yeah. That's why you can only you have to kill someone. Blood in, blood out for DMT. Yeah, yeah. That's what Jack the Ripper was all about. Okay, DMT, DMT, DMT. Guys, I think we have time for one more. Do it. And then, by the way, listeners who are underage, don't let, don't do any drugs I, I unless forget. you want to. We in which these, case, uh, do them. No, no. Did I ruin the ninth grade listeners? We have. I'm always reminded. When I bring up things like that, I'm like, oh, no, don't do DMT. Dude, but ninth grade now, 
I figure being a ninth grader now is like what being 30 used to be. <laughs> like the amount of stuff you know, right, the amount of stuff you've seen, Yeah, you yeah. know? You've seen snuff films, probably. Yeah. 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 You've seen snuff films <laughs> when you're in ninth grade. We had no way of getting that exposure. It was crazy. I would search. Try I, as you might. It was just the no, bullshit I, faces of death, which is not I real. remember being in ninth yeah. grade and trying to track down snuff films. You had to meet a guy in a parking lot. You know, and get killed. Bring bring someone to kill and kill. (laughs) Right. We had to find our snuff films in a hedge. (laughs) I know. I know. You heard someone went and hid their snuff films and needed. Um, Well, guys, I don't have the document in front of me. Let's pick one. Let's pick a story. Let's pick one. You guys, Uh, this is something that I've always uh, I've always heard stories that the thing that will kill us all someday is the fact that Yellowstone National Park is one giant underground super volcano. It's a giant super volcano. And when that thing goes, that's Full of superfood. So whenever you're... <laughs> superfoods. And it's just got like nice like blended parsley and stuff. Just well, lots of greens. We're adding super to everything yeah. now. <laughs> I don't know what... It's a super moon. Gotta watch the super moon. <laughs> well, that, super that means bowl. something. I mean, superfood is super a bullshit bowl. thing. But, uh, Supervisor. Supervisor. Yeah. Superman. Yeah. Superlative. Super Not into it. Super salad. Super salad. Yeah. Very common. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, Yellowstone National oh, Park. Oh, I get it. Yep, right. T- sorry, the, t- yep. the two me well, but I got Sure, it. sure. <laughs> sorry. Uh, so Yellowstone, if it erupts, I guess maybe... No, 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 it's not if, it's when. 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 When it interrupts, interrupts, when it erupts, it will, I guess... <laughs> when it interrupts our lives. Yes. <laughs> It'll be a slight inconvenience. Uh, but I guess it won't be like this uh, world-ending event, but it will be pretty... American-ending. <laughs> pretty American-ending. <laughs> you know what's uh, weird? It stops right at Canada and Mexico. That's the stuff they <laughs> yeah. figured out. It, identical. Yeah. Like, just the line. Mexico's actually been... Even though you guys have been working on a land border, Mexico has been working on a sky border to stop the ash. <laughs> Like a giant over. filter, so, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this was sent in to us from Ashley Gattaca as well, um, and maybe one other listener. I'm not sure, but um, thank you, Ashley Gattaca. Uh, an eruptional an eruption of Yellowstone could blanket the East Coast in a few millimeters and bury the Rocky Mountains in several meters of ash. If Yellowstone erupted into a massive ash-spewing volcano, how far might the plume travel across the continental U.S. from coast to coast, blanketing every city in ash, according to an unsettling new study? <laughs> Geophysicists unsettling, unsettling. Geophysicists developed a computer From model. The spooky of, Institute of. <laughs> they developed a computer model of Yellowstone, of Yellowstone quote super eruption. Apologies to Jesse. That would spew 330 cubic kilometers of volcanic wow. ash into the sky. That's a lot of ash. There's a lot of ash. The resulting ash cloud, depending on wind conditions, would blanket the continental U.S. in ash deposits of varying thickness, according to the study published in late August by the journal Geochemistry, Geophysics, Geosystems. I was hoping the third geo would be like a punny sort of thing. But. Yeah. Um, New York and D.C. would get a light dusting of ash measuring rough, roughly one-tenth of an inch, while San Francisco and Seattle would get a heaping two inches. Billings, Montana, meanwhile, would have to dig out from a 70-inch pileup of ash. What the fuck? Yeah. If the findings sound far-flung, so to speak, researchers point out that Yellowstone's last massive eruption spewed ash over tens of thousands of square kilometers. Deposits from that eruption have been traced as far afield as Canada and the Gulf of Mexico. Fortunately, the last time that erupted on that scale was some two million years ago. Is far flung a thing? Far flung's a saying. Something hey, far fetched would something be Something got flung far. No, far fetched no, no, is like hard to believe. Is like, it's weird. Like, oh, that's far fetched. Far flung is, is something. It's got flung yeah. a great distance. Yeah. You could say it's far fetched that something would be that far flung. And then, but you would have had to have fetched it. After flung it. Been, far. Like, and then if you fetch it, then it's far fetched it as well. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Okay, picture you're a dog. Okay. Okay. I'm a, okay. If what kind gonna, of dog? If you're going to far-fetch something. I mean, obviously a retriever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. First, someone's got to far-fling it. Someone's got to far-fling. Yeah. Before you can far-fetch. Okay. I'm with it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Got it. 
Okay, I get it. Science. I like the dog analogy. Uh, so Yellowstone. Okay, so it's, it's going to blow. It's, what about the lava? Not, Do we die from that? Going to, or I guess it will eventually. But um, yeah, does yeah, that kill us? <clears throat> yeah. Well, I'll get some of you because what will happen is it'll block out the sun for a bit, right. and then you'll all panic. And yeah, I mean a lot of it will be human on human. I reckon. Well, no, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, obviously. so young and so misanthropic already. It's, no, uh, obviously, but what I'm saying is, like, all I'm saying is, I'm, I, I just need a, a volcano to justify killing people. <laughs> That's why I keep going to Iceland. <laughs> I let, you're like the guy where there's there's a 3.0 earthquake and you immediately loot a Best Buy. <laughs> Race war! Like, no, 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 stop bad for himself. That was a sherbet volcano. <laughs> right. It lasted literally five seconds. Give me all the money. It was made by a ten year old for a science fair. Right. That was the. Chocolate lava cake at Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> and you have just stolen a gun. <laughs> so yeah, shit's going to hit the fan. Uh, that shit being ash, and that fan is going to fling it far. Good. Cr- hey, uh, yeah, right? hey. Um, there it is. And yeah, I wish this study did more to talk about the impact of having even just like two inches of, of ash coating Seattle and San Francisco. It's not that what? bad in my car. What does that do I've to... I've got two inches of ash coating in the car. Nice. <laughs> you survive. You survive. And by um, ash, you mean the uh, the... Late nineties, early two thousands Irish rock band. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Who have coated Jesse's car thoroughly? <laughs> they, they have. We won't say with what, um, but it was at a theme park. <laughs> and <laughs> um, I uh, no, I I think that um, I mean we did the probably history on Pompeii. So there's the pyroclastic flow. That's what killed them. But there isn't really going to be. Uh, there isn't that Is, much will elevation. It just be annoying. It's an underground volcano, so it's not like stuff's going to flow down some slope. It's a relatively. It'll flat. just annoy us. Well, I mean, no, it'll kill it's people. Also, it'll kill people nearby. But it'll also change. Not be um, major. I would have thought it'll also hugely change weather patterns. Yeah. Um, right. It no, will. Also, like if you breathe respiratory. In the ash, yeah. yeah. So Problems. it'll be like you'll die from it, but like three months down the line. What was pyroclastic flow again? I don't fucking know. It's I just not remember exactly the buzzword. Lava, right? It's like it's like superheated gas that will kill you because it's so hot. Like it'll burst into flames instantly when it hits you, and somehow it's heavy enough that it flows down the side. Of the- oh, speaking like of which, by the way, of, oh yeah, it's like very, it very boiling hot it's ash not lava, lava water. Exactly. It's um, speaking of which, uh, online right now. It's no good. We, you know, we. It's all visual, but someone happened to be near enough an exploding volcano mm-hmm. with a good enough camera on it. With that, the cans of coke and things they put in the lava. No, 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 oh, no, no. no. There's a there's a video. They're they're on a boat and they're a safe-ish distance away from this exploding volcano, but not really. Sure. And Sounds like see, Burning Man. Yeah. <laughs> you see this. Uh, you see the shock wave come off the volcano, and you actually see you see the shock wave going both above. Both rolling down the side of the volcano and creating clouds in the air. What wow. do you mean? What do you and mean? And then you hear the shockwave. Uh, if you just look up, we'll put a link to it on the website as well. But if you're just like, your computer, just look up volcano shockwave video, and it'll be the first link because it was going all around the internet this week. Wow! Uh, but it's amazing. It's really, it's remarkable to see. It and then the shockwave hits mind. the boat. It's like a, it's a sonic boom, basically. Hits oh. the boat. It blows my mind that that exists mm. just that sometimes the inside of the earth like is like oh, i'm gonna come out now <laughs> like it's always a southerner that it, lives inside yeah. the earth yeah well it just no i'm there's too guess, much pressure i'm coming out i guess another way of looking at it would be it's it's an earth it's temple kind of remarkable that that doesn't happen more yes the, like another way of looking at it would be well i think geologically geological time it happens plenty often. yeah we happen to be living in a sweet spot where yeah volcanoes aren't a daily occurrence. Oh my god, this people. is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's a very cool video, right? Wait. 
and then it takes something like 13 seconds for the shockwave to hit the boat. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Best video of all time. We're putting this up on probably yeah, we'll link, we'll link to that. Holy Apparently, we've just been hit by a Apparently, volcano. I've never been on live television before. <laughs> Apparently, uh, there's a volcano oh. shockwave. Apparently, I'm very uh, easy to, to say that a given YouTube video is the new best it does change YouTube weekly. video of all time. Uh, Daniel Sloss, what do you have coming up, buddy? Um, we're doing set list on Friday. Are this we? will be up Are by you then. Doing, are you doing Friday? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Where is that? Is that the UCB? Yeah. I don't think I'm doing that one. Oh. I did the last one at Meltdown. Oh. Um, okay. But if there's a space, I'll do it. Uh, but well, you should be- come down anyway because regardless, uh, Daniel Sloss, yeah, UCB this Friday. <laughs> yeah, doing set list and ting, and then I'm all, and then I'm back at the end of the month as well. And uh, are you in Boston at some point soon, or is that what happened? Boston on the twenty something of something. I know we have Google. You all have Google. I know we have Bostonian listeners. Mm -hmm. If you live in Boston, look up uh, Daniel Sloss Boston comedy, and hopefully it'll be the first thing that comes up. Yeah, S L O S S. By the way, some listeners mention when we spell things out, they appreciate that because sometimes they don't. uh, S L O S S. I don't know how you'd mess that up, but yeah, Um, that's not in Cyrillic. That's of course a a Western Gregorian uh, alphabet. What do you call what do you call Laugh the letters Boston. we use? There we go. You're at, there we go. Oh, what's the you. word you're at a comedy club called Laugh Boston, yeah, and know. you're there on October the fourth. So October the fourth, and then Germanic? for that weekend. I yeah. thought it was like Arabic, and that's numerals. What's the word for in- the letters of the English language? I think it's Germanic. It's Is a Germanic it? alphabet, as opposed mm. to nope, it's all English. So British made it all. As opposed to like there's Cy- Cyrillic, Arabic, Aramaic as well. Aramaic. That's super dead. Super old school. Uh, what do we have coming up? Hey, if there was only some kind of festival where people right? could see us live if in a bunch of other If only there were some podcasts. way. But now. LA Podfest. What? LA Podfest. We're going to be attending. Probably Science is going to be doing a live show on, I believe, the Sunday. Sunday, September 28th at noon. And uh, it takes buy- place. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say you can buy day tickets or you can buy full weekend tickets. And uh, in a, a few days, shows. we're going to be launching a sale of the video stream. So if you're too far away to come out for this this to be there in person, you can watch it live. And for three weeks after. Um, and I believe that will only cost you $20 to watch the entire weekend from the comfort of your own home. Um, but yeah, if you want to come and see it in person, go to LAPodfest.com. Or in fact, don't go to LAPodfest. Well, go to our, I'm sorry. Go to probablyscience.com and hey. click on the link. Click on our link so that we know you came, so that the Podfest knows that you came through our podcast. So uh, we, get, we get credited. It's just so that they know. Who is, who's drawn the most? Do you want to have. Who's drawn the most? I feel like we're, we, we draw pretty well. I feel like we've got loyal oh, fans. We're we'll we'll making people. theme songs. I'm meeting people at Burning Man who listen, who live in Australia. Like, there's people who listen to this thing who are people active. People listen to us. Um, I am going to be at Flappers in Claremont. If anyone lives anywhere near Claremont, I'll be headlining there. Uh, and then. Is there another Flappers? There's the one in, Bur- in Burbank. And then Claremont? Yes. Okay. They're two different clubs. N- yes. Okay, I, I knew. No I, obviously, I knew the Burbank one, but I've only heard it as like a movie. Uh, yep. Um, wow. And then uh, also, I'm going to be in Seattle on the 28th of November. Sorry, on the um, yeah, the 28th of November, at I think was it called the Neptune? Is that a theater? Neptune's a theater. In what? Yeah. In what city? Uh, Seattle. Yeah, that's a thing. And then that's Portland at the uh, Hollywood. What was it called? Hollywood, Hollywood Theater. Hollywood. And you're doing um, La- Funny Over Everything. Yes, that's the that's one. Funny yeah. over Great show. So the 29th, Saturday the 29th, and Friday the 28th in Portland, the Seattle. So Excellent. any, yeah. Well, everybody, go Pacific see Matt. Northwest. We got go Northwest out. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go see Matt, everybody. Um, what you said you were gonna be on the road at some point soon, Jesse? Yeah, I've got some stuff. Um, again, bullshitreference.tumblr.com, uh, Twitter at Jesse Case. Check that out. Um, because I've got weird Northwest stuff similar to Matt. We might be there at the same time. Nice. Um, in which case, we'll do guest sets in each other's shows. 
and um, I'm yeah, I'm inviting myself on your shows. Absolutely. And then uh, and then uh, yeah, little Canada stuff. I think I'm doing the Toronto and Ottawa Absolute comedies. Absolute, and then um, the Comedy Nest. I don't know if it's still called Ernie's Comedy Nest because Ern passed, but uh, the Comedy Nest in Montreal. Uh, check that out and um, be at the Podfest. And I got a meltdown this month. Again, check out on the Tumblr thing. It's up there. Excellent. And uh, Andy? Uh, I will be hosting at Comedy Palace on September 11th. Thursday. 18th. Yeah, this Thursday and the next Thursday if anyone's in L.A. Speaking of 9-11, uh, it's my birthday. That is your birthday. <laughs> oh, no. It was also supposed to be the birthday of uh, our friend Augie Smith from oh, the show yes. New Father. Augie Smith. Boy or girl, I didn't find out. D- probably. Right, no. but let's Each assume child. both. Sure. Yeah. Both or either. Let's not... Uh, Papa Smith, Augie Smith is Augie the Smith of a is child. a father. So shoot some congratulations his way, you guys. Crack open a Lagunitas on his behalf. Yes. yes. And uh, we'll post some baby pictures once we get some of those. Maybe on next they week's episode. They won't be necessarily of Augie's kid. Any baby. Uh, we'll just baby post some baby pictures. Babies we like. You can Google image search baby and like find Yeah, look, mi- up, like, look up a baby. You, know you know what? All babies look the same. Yeah. Right. Or if you know someone with a baby, just look at that. Sloss mm-hmm. has a wallet full of baby photos. We'll just <laughs> yeah. take some photos of his photos. Yeah. And then. He says he has a tumor, but I think he just likes those baby photos. Yeah, coming up with excuses. I I, I don't know. Um, Until next time, though, uh, again, really helps us when you donate. If you go to propertyscience.com and please spread the word. Uh, If you're not already subscribing, subscribe through whatever you listen to podcasts on. Uh, We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on various other things. And if you're on any of those things, rate us as well. Give us nice ratings. Write nice comments. That really helps people find out about our show and helps boost us in the rankings. Spread the word. Tell other people. Look at science. Be nice to each other. Mm -hmm. See you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.